Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A quick note, I just want to mention, for those who are not aware, our first reading today was not from the Old Testament, it was from the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha is a set of books that are called intertestamental literature. They were books that were written after the Old Testament and before the New Testament. And they give it, it's helpful because it gives us an idea of what people were thinking and uh, saying during that period between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament. However, the uh, Anglican Church Fathers in their wisdom decided that we should not include it as a part of uh, the canon of Holy Scripture, but include it as books that are valuable for edification, for learning, uh, and sometimes amazing things come out of the Apocrypha. I've read some prophecies or prophets who speak out of the Apocrypha, and I think, my gosh, it was like they were reading today's emails. You know, it's just amazing. But anyway, because we don't recognize it as uh, Holy Scripture, but as valuable and edifying readings, uh, that's why we end it instead of the word of the Lord, thanks be to God, we say here ends the reading. Because we don't know if it's the word of the Lord or not. <laughs> but, but we do know it's valuable. And so that's why we read it. And especially the reading today, which is such a classic All Saints Day reading. Uh, it, it's a joy to hear every year. But today we're going to look at being blessed. Uh, I want to be blessed. I want to live a blessed life. I hope you do too. I'm not talking about salvation. That's a separate matter that requires only for us to accept the free gift of God in Jesus Christ. And if you've already done that, then you are as saved as the greatest of the saints. You can't get more saved. But you could get more sanctified, okay? And uh, we're going to talk about that today, being blessed and the process of growing. Today we're celebrating the Feast of All Saints, and the term saint is used in two ways. First, it refers to those of our Christian brothers and sisters who have a, what is called, vocation to notoriety. What that means is God actually gave them a special vocation to be known and seen and observed in the world. And two people that come to mind immediately are uh, Mother Teresa and Billy Graham, two people who were famous. And through their fame, many people came to Christ because of knowledge of them and of what they did or words they spoke. The other way the word saint is used is to refer to all of our brothers and sisters who follow Christ and are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. This tends to be the way that the Bible uses it, to the saints. Now, many of them may be as great as Mother Teresa or Billy Graham, but they worked outside of the public eye. Here's one example. The other day I was reading about a woman in Africa who chose to abandon Islam for Christ. And I don't remember her name, but I know that she is a giant in the kingdom of God. She is the founder of a miraculous movement of Jesus. I was actually reading about her in a book called Miraculous Movements, 
uh, by Jerry Trousdale, where he's talking about all of these Jesus movements that are taking place in the third world. And she's a founder of one of these movements that continues to grow and make disciples and plant churches that make more disciples and plant more churches. And that's all because she took God at face value. That's all that mattered. <laughs> she took God at face value when she read Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go make disciples, baptize them, and teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And the blessings followed. She did what Jesus told her to do, and the blessings followed. Now today in the gospel reading, Jesus tells us of those who are blessed. And this is at the very beginning of a sermon on the mount, which will continue through chapter 7. And the reading we heard today is known as the Beatitudes, the Blesseds. Blessed are nine ways that Jesus teaches the disciples about receiving blessings. This is something we tend to get confused about. We want God to bless us. We want to walk in God's blessing. We've seen God bless America. I think many of us assume that if we ask God to bless something, he will. This is not the case. God's blessing is not something we can direct wherever we want it to be. Even as clergy, we don't have some freelance ability to pronounce God's blessing on whatever we want to bless. Many clergy, indeed entire denominations, have all walked away from God because they've chosen to bless what God says he does not bless. We can only pronounce an assurance of blessing, and we can only assure you that you're being blessed when God says so in the Bible. Okay? It's really simple. Every one of us can experience God's blessing. All we have to do is do what God blesses. All we have to do is be obedient to God's word. Jesus tells us in John 13, 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And let's go back to Matthew 28, 18 through 20, where Jesus tells his followers, go make disciples, baptize them, and teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. Notice he does not say, teach them all that I have commanded you. He says, teach them to observe or obey all that I have commanded you. See, the devil himself knows what Jesus commanded. The difference for Christ followers is that we obey what Jesus commanded. So we can't make disciples in the classroom alone. We need to walk with people. And help them learn how to observe and obey Christ's words in their daily lives. That's why every person here can be a disciple maker. See, you think I can't make disciples. I can't stand up in front of a classroom and teach. You know, that's not how Jesus did most of his teaching. He taught the disciple as they were living their lives. Every day for three years. Every one of us here can take someone under our wing and help them learn to know and obey what Jesus teaches. 
Now, throughout the Bible, God tells us what will we do that will receive a blessing. And the Beatitudes are one example of this. So we're going to take a moment to take a look at the nine blessings. First, realize your spiritual condition. Blessed are the poor in spirit. The blessing comes when we realize without God, we're nothing. We have nothing. We understand we need God. And we rely on him rather than ourselves to fill us. Honestly, I cannot bless myself. I don't know about you. But the blessing has to come from God. And so I have to come to him empty, recognizing my emptiness. Not like going, God, look at all these mud pies I made. Aren't they wonderful? Uh, that deserves a blessing, doesn't it? But if I go to him and say, God, I'm empty without you. I need you. Then there is a promise of a blessing. So realize your spiritual condition. And then second, see your sin as God sees it. Okay? Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Of course, this also applies to widows and orphans who mourn for the condition that they have found themselves in. And God has a, a deep heart for widows and orphans, and he promises good things for them. But also for all of us, when we can mourn our sins and see them the way God sees them, with the way God sees our broken lives because of sin, there can blessing can come from that. See, many of us live double-minded lives. We're, we walk one step in the kingdom and one step in this world. And this world tells us, your sin doesn't affect anyone else. It's okay. Don't worry. It's not that big a deal. Your sin is just a little sin. Your sin doesn't matter all that much. But God's word tells us the wages of sin is death. Sin breaks God's heart and ruins our relationship with God. When we mourn our sin and repent of it, then one of the greatest blessings of all comes to us because when we repent and ask God to forgive us, he will. That in itself is a wonderful blessing. And then third, understand who is in control. Blessed are the meek. Meekness does not mean weakness. I tried not to make that rhyme, but I couldn't get around it. Meekness does not mean weakness. It literally means power under control. Think of the power of a wild Mustang that you break and bridle. That all that power is still there. All of that energy is still there. But instead of being destructive, it's now used for strong purpose. That's what God can do with you and me. When you bring your life to Christ and give him total control over your life, you take a step towards being blessed for being meek. And... You know, Jesus just demonstrated meekness several times in the Gospels. Perhaps the most important one was when he was on the cross. He had the power to call on legions of angels to save him. He could have saved himself in an instant. But he chose not to for you and for me. See, 
I think one of the things that is most misunderstood about the Christian life is that it requires strength. From the outside, people look and think, oh, they're wimpy, they're this, they're that. It requires so much strength not to lash out. It requires so much strength to choose to do the right thing, to be moderate when it would be easier to be extreme, like in drinking or other things like that. Moderation, you know. But that can require strength. It requires strength to have good character. There are so many things that we confuse as weakness that actually are strengths. The road to joy and blessing is not through obtaining power, fame, and fortune. It's through seeking to live a life that pleases God. And then the fourth beatitude is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Always have a great appetite for God and his goodness. Jesus says that a step toward blessing is always to be hungry and thirsty for the righteousness, the goodness of God. We need an uh, appetite that, for God that causes us to worship him every day, to read his word on a daily basis, to spend time in prayer with him, intimate prayer, to serve each other in his name and in his love. And the resulting blessing satisfies us and fulfills us in a way that nothing in this world can accomplish. The fifth beatitude is blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. This is a simple principle. The way we treat others will determine how we ourselves are treated. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Have you ever noticed that you're more critical of people who remind you of things you don't like about yourself? See how that, think about how that comes back around to you. If you're critical of them for that, there's going to be criticism of you for the same thing. But when we're merciful with others, the Lord will show us mercy. When we extend grace to others, God's grace is extended to us. On the other hand, when we're cold and harsh and judgmental with others, when we gossip about others, no blessing comes from that. Just woe. Woe to you. The blessing comes when we show mercy to others. Even the people that really tick us off, you know, show mercy to them. And then sixth, keep your life pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you want to see God? Do you desire to see God? I know I do. He's my maker, my savior, my redeemer. He sustains me. He's everything. I want to see him. You got to be aligned with God to be able to see God. Galatians 5, in there, 
that chapter, we read that the works of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. When I see that last part, I think, what did you leave out? <laughs> These are things that will keep us from God if we choose to live in them. We won't see God if we live by the flesh. Instead, let us seek to live by the Spirit of God. You know that wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we're all men of the world here attitude that uh, condones the works of the flesh? Well, it doesn't fly with God. Repent of that. And let's all do what we can to keep our lives pure for God. And then seventh, be a peacemaker for the Lord. God calls us to bring others to Christ so they and we can have peace with each other. Uh, even our enemies. It's like this. When Christ is in me and Christ is in you, Christ is not going to pick a fight with himself. Okay? We are to carry the message of Christ that brings peace to the world. And when we do that, we are living like children of God. And then eighth and ninth, stand no matter what the cost. When we're persecuted because we're living for Christ, we're open to great blessing. Many around the globe are dying for the cause of Christ, even today, just every day. Uh, the other day, Colleen forwarded me a message from a Christian family in Afghanistan. Two of their family members were burned alive for their faith in Christ. Now, let me ask you, when our brothers and sisters in Christ are dying for their faith, how can we possibly be timid in the face of criticism from our peers or coworkers or family? How can we possibly be timid knowing that on the other side of the world, our brothers and sisters are being burned alive because they believe in Jesus? I pray we will all have the strength to stand for Christ, no matter the cost. And we'll have that strength if we draw near to Christ, draw close to him. St. Paul tells us in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's like we were talking about earlier. Being a Christian requires strength. Following Christ requires strength. Taking up our cross daily follows to follow him requires strength, and Christ will give us that strength if we draw close to him and stay close to him. He will give us strength. He will give us blessing. He will give us abundant life. What we learn from the Beatitudes, as well as from the saints who have gone before us, is the key to blessing is to set aside our former lives that we lived before Jesus. I'm not talking about just if you came to Christ late and then started going to church. I'm talking about if you grew up in church and were a practitioner of religion, but you didn't have a relationship with Jesus. At some point, we all need that relationship. And once we have that relationship, then the life we formerly had, we have to put aside and go all in, all in for Jesus today and for the rest of our lives.
No double-mindedness. No straddling the line between this world and Jesus. No reliance on ourselves. Only Jesus. Always Jesus. Forever Jesus. Saints, let us know Christ. Let us grow in Christ. Let us worship Christ. Let us serve Christ. And let us share Christ with others, especially our enemies. And let us do this in the power of the Holy Spirit and to the glory of God our Father. And when we do this, we will be doing what God blesses. And whether or not anyone ever knows, we may well find ourselves to be great in his kingdom that will last forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we stand together with Christians throughout the centuries and throughout the world today to affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified, he has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In Jesus' name, let us pray for the church and for the world. <coughs> United in the company of all faithful looking for the coming of the kingdom, let us offer our prayers to God, source of all life and holiness. Merciful Lord, strengthen all Christian people by your Holy Spirit, that we may live as a royal priesthood and a holy nation to the praise of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Lord, in your mercy. Bless Foley, our Archbishop, Ryan, our Bishop, Henry, our Rector, and all ministers of your church, that by faithful proclamation of your word, we may, be, we may be built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets into a holy temple of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Empower us by the gift of your holy and life-giving spirit, that we may be transformed into the likeness of Christ from glory to glory. Lord, in your mercy. Give to the word, give to the world, 
and its peoples the peace that comes from above, that they may find Christ's way of freedom and life. Lord, in your mercy. Hold in your embrace all who witness to your love in the service of the poor and the needy, all who minister to the sick and the dying, and all who bring light to those in dark darkness. Lord, in your mercy. Touch and heal the sick, especially Pat Barr, Barbara Chandler, Barbara Clark, Debbie Vince Fitzgerald, Jim and Sharon Humphreys, Sandra Hyde, Dan Leonard, Cooper Marler, Lavana Mears, Hugh Norman, Father Henry Pendergrass, Buddy Rush, Madison Smith, Barbara Williams, Margaret Williams, and Phil Woodard, that their sorrow may be turned to joy. Lord, in your mercy. Remember in your mercy all those who have gone before us have been well-pleasing to you from eternity. And on this feast of All Saints Day, we lift up to you the following loved ones. Robert Pendergrass, Mary Pendergrass, Henry Conlon, Henry Smith, Jewel Smith, Lee Pendergrass, Helena Pendergrass, John and Freddie Utzman, Joe Tom Wallace, Bill Gazelle, Catherine Gazelle, Edwin Staley, Marjorie Staley, Ann Semple, Marie Jacobs, Willis Jacobs, Sandra Miles, Howard Petrich, Sweet Millie Howard, Shirley Wallace, Les Honeyman, Carol Custer McDonald, Erlene and Jack Brown, Helen Billingsley, Harold Wilson, Barbara Wilson, Joe Brown, Ray Sneed, Ross Bruner, Devereaux Bruner, Marcia Sneed, Daniel Parker Hurd, Austin Tevis Hurd, Pat Timms, Homer and Eska Stasny, Eska Gage, Aaron Cumbest, Joe Cumbest Sr., Bob and Peggy Trainer, Edith and Walter Kindernecht, Evelyn and Leon Birdwell, Caroline Holmes, Carrie Holmes Torty, Charles Torty, Lucian and Carol Lindsay, Sanford Boardman, Henry Pareto, Jim Shaw, Robert Navaretti, Cambu Siskura, Scott Bringold, Mary Bringold, Laura Bringold, Bruce Bringold, Kenneth Brown, Marguerite Brown, and Herbert Brown. Let light perpetual shine upon them. Lord, in your mercy. Hasten the day when many will come 
from east and west, from north and south, and sit at the table in your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks for the whole company of your saints in glory, with whom, in fellowship, we join our prayers and praises. By your grace, may we, like them, may be made perfect in your love. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power be to our God forever and ever. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who sincerely repent and with true faith turn to him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand. Brothers and sisters, we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God through Christ our Lord, who came and preached peace to those who were far off and those who were near. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.